The first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 5. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the world's words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council and all the senate of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison, so they returned and reported. We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set, before them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 1. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. 
I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands was one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold the forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, the disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
So we have today in our text people showing up in places that they aren't expected to be. We have Jesus showing up in a locked room, not once, but twice. Our Acts reading has the disciples in jail and showing up out of jail when they were supposed to be still in jail. And so people showing up unexpectedly. Now, you know, sometimes our eyes are hard to understand these things, right? I mean, when we see something that is remarkable and unbelievable, we sometimes, well, we are not certain of those things, right? We question, and sometimes even we doubt, because our eyes can be deceived, right? I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, it seemed like my parents had eyes in the back of their head that they could always know what I had been up to. They always knew what I was doing. And it was uncanny, and it made me really uncomfortable, you know, because they would always somehow know. And that's when we understand better that God can come into places where we're not expecting him, that he is all-present, all-seeing, all-powerful. And as such, he has access to things that are beyond our imagination. So, locked door, that's no big thing for God. After all, he created what the door was made of. He is able to get through and in. Also, for the disciples in jail, That's nothing big to God. He created the whole place. After all, he was there when all the things came together. And so, by God's power, God is able to do things that fool our eyes sometimes. Now, while I might have thought in my example about my parents that sometimes I could get away with things and they'd never know it, They always seem to know so. And in Jesus' case, he was always able to do the unbelievable, like rising from the dead. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Not, right? That's not something we expect. That's not something that we see every day, except in those strange movies on television, You see, the dead stay dead. And it seems hopeless. It seems sad and strange and wrong. But with Jesus, death is broken. Death is changed into life. And Jesus, in his resurrection, being the firstborn from the dead, who will never die again, he is still fully God. And so he's able to show up, and he's able to know what everybody's thinking, even Thomas. He knows what Thomas has said, even though he wasn't there to hear it. I mean, I always wondered about that, right? I mean, our text says, oh, well, Thomas says, well, I don't believe you, you know, unless I put my finger here and so forth. 
And then Jesus appears, and what happens? Jesus repeats exactly what Thomas had said, as if he was there at the time. Doesn't that give us a clue that Jesus is able to be present in all places at all times? That he's able to be searching my brain and heart just as he's searching all of your hearts and minds? that he's able to be uh, controlling the weather and doing all these things all at the same time? Of course he can do all that. He can be in every place at every time. And he chooses to show himself visually. And those visual sightings are so precious to us as people of faith. When he shows up, just as he promises, when he shows up, and shows us that life indeed will go on, that eternal life is ours. So our world around us says that, well, if I believe it, you know, even if I believe it, it may not come true. That's what our world says. But we as people of faith know that by faith we believe in things not seen. We believe the truth of the scriptures which tell us that Jesus rose from the dead, that our sins are forgiven, that he is present with us today in the means of grace, in the Lord's Supper, that he is there for us. And Jesus said it himself, blessed are those who have not seen but yet have believed. You see, we always think seeing is believing. Well, Jesus turns that around. That those who haven't seen and yet believed are blessed. And that's you and I. That's you and I because we weren't there that day. We weren't there that day that when Jesus showed up, and was there to convince Thomas that indeed Easter had happened, the resurrection had happened, that the devil's sin and death had been conquered. You see, those were important things for Thomas to know. And Jesus showed up and provided the visible evidence for that. For you and I, we trust in a God who many times stays hidden, but nonetheless present. You know, when I talked about my parents seeing what they, I was doing, they may not have been there, but they knew what was going on still. And so our God is even more powerful, right? And he's able to, to know everything that's going on, even if we don't see him all the time. But we know that he is there. He has promised to be with us always, even to the end of the age. Even when his physical body ascended into heaven, Christ is still with us through his powerful word. That word that brings peace. Peace be with you. You see, God has delivered peace for us. He has restored our relationship with our heavenly father through his death and resurrection. And so you and I today, we are children of a living God, a living Lord, 
a Lord who is able to be with us in our times of trial and our times also of blessing. And this morning, we know by faith that God is here, that God is present. And we sang our alleluias. We continue to know that Jesus is our Lord and our God, that he is the one who's victorious. Doesn't that get you a little bit excited? I mean, I know. It's early morning. We've got the second Sunday of Easter gloom and doom. Okay, We've had another week of dealing with life in this dusty and crazy world. But God has been with us in every step of the way. We may not have seen him. We may not even have felt him. But his promise is secure and sure. And he is indeed with us. And so you and I, we believe even when we haven't seen. And that is a blessing. And God gives blessings because of that. And so today, let us renew again that Easter joy, right? That Easter joy that we had last week. It's only been a week. We are excited because why? Jesus rose from the dead. That's good news, right? The best news. So may you and I be excited about that. And remember that Christ is for us. And he is with us. And he will continue to be with us every step of the way. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Thank you.